0: Listening to the Mouthful of Graffiti podcast, affectionately known as The Mog, an open forum and promotional outlet for budding artists and creatives from all across the Mid Atlantic region. I'm your host, Brad Cox, not necessarily affectionately known as anything other than Brad Cox, but I'm here all the same. Let's see who and what we're chewing on today on The Mog. Friends, East coastians and countrymen and women of all ages, welcome to the Mog. As always, links for our guests will be made available in the description, and a song or some type of promotional feature will be tacked on to the end of each episode. We'd like to thank all of our sponsors: Vagabond Sandwich Company, Capricost Books, Musicland, Black Eyed Susie's, Double Groove Brewing, Baltimore Decal Gal, and Reb Records. Remember to love local, support local, and to eat and drink local. Don't forget to use discount code Mog pod for a 10% discount at Capricost Books. Everyone knows you can't stop by Main Street Bel Air without grabbing one of Black Eyed Susie's legendary orange crushes and a killer lunch or dinner. Black Eyed Susie's has been supporting Local for a long time. It's your one-stop spot for original and cover entertainment and an afternoon or evening out with friends on their rooftop deck. If you haven't heard, there's something very special about Double Groove Brewing. It's a melting pot of personalities, ages, loves, interests and musical tastes. There are hippies, professionals, rockers, folk artists, friends and families here. Throw in the most delicious and satisfying craft beer on the planet and this place is complete magic. They are tireless supporters of the local talent. Stop by their location in Forest Hill for a pint and a night out with friends. First Fridays in downtown Bel Air just kicked off their season of community and fun on June 3rd with their biggest First Fridays to date. This county favorite will run through October on the first Friday of every month. Hartford Dance Theater is bringing the Kinetic Canvas back to the Chesapeake Theater on August 5th and 6th, highlighting the art of Andy Warhol through Inspired Dance. For tickets, visit HartfordEvents.com. The Phoenix Festival Theater is bringing Grease to the Chesapeake Theater on September 16th through September 25th, You best move Fast Like Lightning to get tickets at harfordevents.com. The Rock Spring Financial Group brings the American dream to life with hard work, dedication and pride. Rock Spring Financial Group offers full service mortgage loan options to either assist with lowering your interest rate, consolidating debt or buying a new home. They maintain a local reputation with honesty, competitive rates and trustworthy loan officers. Call Rick Metzger today. He's local and actually has an office in Bel Air, Maryland. Tired of speaking to loan officers from an online outfit? Go with the local folks at Rock Spring Financial Group. Give them a call at 440 443-801-6389 It's 443-801-6389 They have a 5 star rating on Google Stop by and find out why one look at her social media platforms and you'll see that Callie Claus is as much a plantsman as she is a musician. Her music has a folksy blunt with a kiss of southern spirit, and her lyrics are a magic carpet ride back to a time when life seems simpler. It's all sewn together with sturdy roots and a touch of postmodernism. She loves home, time alone with her plants and pen, and more importantly, protecting her heart with squishmallows. We have a lot to get into, so join me in welcoming Callie Claus to the gosh darn mog. Callie, welcome to the Mouthful of Graffiti podcast. How are you doing today?
1: I'm good. How are you?
2: I'm
0: doing very good. I was telling you, you know, before the podcast that I had done all this research on you and this little tidbit came the very last minute about the squish <laughs> Where did this fascination with these cute, adorable little squishy creatures come from?
1: I oh I don't know. Um I thought so TikTok. Um okay. I got infatuated with TikTok. Uh a little bit later than everybody else. I I kind of jumped on the trend later. And for some reason my for you page said, "Hey, um we know that you used to be obsessed with stuffed animals as a child. So um how about you do it again? You're you're 25, like you should just, right. you know, buy 300 stuffed animals." Um, and so I ended up and getting... And that's what you did. That's what I did. Yeah. I'm um, not 300, but, uh, I had a lot. Okay. I'm, I'm downsizing so now. So the whole
0: bed is filled with squishmallows. Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And yeah. they're
0: comfortable as hell.
1: Oh my God. Yeah. My boyfriend uses one as a pillow, so well, it all works as out. As he should. Yeah.
0: To make you feel comfortable. I also have a bed full of stuffed animals. They happen to be harp seals.
1: Yes. And I was hearing that. I love that. <laughs> yes. I love that. It's like, it's a theme.
0: I got this Harbor Seal when I was a child, at eight years old. For whatever reason, it stuck with me. Later in life, because of eBay and Amazon, I wanted to go back and see if I could find the original make and model because the one that oh, I cool. had it looks like hell. You know, it looks like you know Charlie Brown's blanket or something. Was it Charlie Brown? No, it was Linus. But nice. either way, it looked bad. Mm-hmm. I did. I found the original 1984 Dakin Harbor Seal, and um, I bought one for Lisa. And then I bought one for my daughter. I found another one. Then my sister started buying them for us. And then we found like a trove of them. So now we have eight of them. So obviously Sam's children will will have these these stuffed animals. So I get the kinship with the stuffed animal. Yeah. But is it true that you learned about the Ukraine war (laughs) through a squishmallow – uh, support group. Uh, yes. Maybe it's not a support group. Maybe it's
1: it's not actually, okay. but we kind of made it one. So okay. we like we formed a smaller group based off of there's like Facebook groups for the squishmallows that you join to hunt and and find out where stuff is. Um, because it's a lot to keep up with. And sure. so we formed our own little group, and I actually became like best friends with like six people in this group. And it's amazing. We're like all very close, and we all kind of don't really care about the animals anymore. It's more just like we're friends. Um, but yeah, we would find out things and talk deeply with each other and one day they were just talking about the war and I was like, oh, I don't really know a lot about this (laughs) and I was like... Seeing Tony, and I was like, so, like, is this true? And I, like, brought it up, and he's like, How do you what, what do you mean? And I'm like, yeah, my Squishmallow group's talking about it. He's like, oh, you know it's bad when they're talking about it.
0: <laughs> okay, so let me read the news real quick outside of what's going on in Ukraine, and then mm-hmm. we'll get into the interview. Okay. Transcendent Events is bringing Rise Among Rivals to the Baltimore Soundstage on July 16th for a release party with Monument of a Memory, Last Kiss Goodnight, Tube Freaks, and more. Have you played down at the Baltimore Soundstage, and is this a bucket list item? for you?
1: I haven't played there. I would love to.
0: Okay. I want to set up a show with you, Dana Koch, and Melanie Hemling. Are you familiar with Dana and Melanie? I am not. You would absolutely love them. Singers, songwriters, both gorgeous voices. You've got a great voice as well. Thank you hell of a lineup.
1: Yeah, that sounds really cool.
0: Yeah. Feed the Scene and Rapola Entertainment are bringing my personal favorite to Zen West July 21st, the Dolly Rots. Uh, They're on their way with Kings of the Wild Things, Don't Panic and Strong Zero. Are you familiar with the Dolly Rots? No. Okay, they had a song, I'm Awesome. Okay. But it's, it's a really fun song. But anyway, they're interconnected with like Rodney Bingenheimer, who's broke bands like the Ramones. He just broke a lot of really big bands. And they're kind of in that whole indie punk scene.
1: Oh, that's so cool.
0: Yeah. So they're coming to Zen West. I saw that. I was like, holy hell, this is amazing. And finally, be the first to message me the word Earth to win a $25 gift card to the Baltimore Decal Gal. So again, Callie, welcome to the show. I am a little bit bummed out that you did not bring your husband, Mr. Whisker Boots Lover. Oh,
1: my God. Yeah, I'm married to a cat on Facebook. I forgot about that. Oh, my God.
0: Your cat has a page. I'm assuming it's your cat.
1: It's not my cat. What do you What so, do you mean it's not your cat? It is not my cat. Um, So it's my so you friend. Do you just marry <laughs> yes.
0: various pets online? Yeah. Okay. Um, so
1: I think I did it at the time because I just thought it would be hilarious. And I think a lot of like...
3: <sighs> Whose cat even, is this? Okay,
1: so this is my friend Brittany and Amber's cat. Um, he actually has passed away since we Aww. were married. So I I did want to remove it a few years ago. Did he ago. have a will at least? He didn't have a will. Okay, so no. you didn't get anything from this? No, he nothing. Um, except hmm. for the memories. Yeah. Yeah, so, but Brittany and Amber's cat, um, he was a good cat, but uh, no longer with us.
0: No, not with us. That's that's a shame. Yeah. I always like to ask this. Uh, you've been in the scene for how long?
1: Oh, Uh, I don't know. I got really serious about doing music when I was like, I mean, I had always wanted to do music. When I was five, I decided I was going to. But then I got like really serious, like started learning guitar, like really, really writing um, when I was like 13. And I think that's when I started to try to like do things. So you got into
0: it really young.
1: yeah. Yeah, but I wasn't like playing shows at that point. I would say I got very serious about playing shows when I graduated high school.
0: When did you realize that you had a voice that could actually, you know, front a band?
1: Um, I mean, so my friend brought over a tape recorder when we were like, I don't even know. We had to be like five or six and we sang R-E-S-B-E-C-T, which like that's not a song that I feel like we were doing well. But we listened. <laughs> we listened back, and I remember being like, "Wait a second, I kind of sound okay."
0: So and you like, knew I, that, like you had an ear enough to know that. Yeah, and, I and your always, father's a musician. Was yeah. he there, kind of like, "Yeah, you, you kind of sound good."
1: Um. I think I ended up like telling him, and I think I ended up after hearing that recording being like to the friend, yeah, we're starting a band, we need band photos, we were like running around the house, my mom's like taking pictures of us. It was like, from that moment on, I was like, yeah, this is like happening.
0: How about writing your first songs?
1: So I started writing when I was like five and I actually like found these songs like a few years ago oh and I was God. like, I was like, wow. And they're not so bad, honestly. Do you realize
0: what a blessing it is to have started what you're doing so early? Because so many people start what they're doing kind of in high school. It's so important to you then, you know, yeah. like you really connect with it. And so they're so late in the game. But I've, yeah. I've noticed from doing this show that the people that really have an edge are the people that really started early.
1: Yeah. I think so. I mean, honestly, I'm I'm really happy that I have that. And like my dad was encouraging when I was younger. And we have like obviously home videos of me like singing. He's yes. like, sing, sing. Um, so that's there. But I love that I started the writing yes. early. And I don't even know what inspired me to do that. It could have been him. He could have been like, you got to write songs if you want to be a singer. What were,
0: you, were you writing poetry even?
1: No, I've never been that person. I actually am getting into writing poetry now and I'm finding it's really difficult for me. I I don't know why, but it's like, the lyrics seem to come up very
0: naturally. We're going to get into Mm -hmm. like all your songs, but I said in the intro, it's kind of like folky, Mm -hmm. but there's postmodern elements to it. Yeah. Just like the line about like putting your head against the fridge to hear the ocean. Like that's kind of like, okay, I would have never thought to do that for one, but it's kind of the mix of those two worlds.
1: Yeah. 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 I mean, I just, I don't know. I love Bob Dylan and I think that that was like a huge part of me and I use
0: nouns when you're writing music, (laughs) use nouns. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I I love that. And I I think that that's like the vibe. But I think like, I just write about my life, which I guess would be a little bit more modern. So that's where the twist comes in. Yeah, it's cool. Mm
0: -hmm. Any other instruments besides the guitar? And where did you start learning the guitar? Like, did you have a teacher? Did your dad show you?
1: So that's a fun story. Um, My dad wanted me to learn guitar when I was very young. And I I mean, like over and over again, like we would pick this up, start lessons, and then he would end up like not being able to teach me because I was a kid who wanted to run around. Like I was like, no, like that's my dad. I don't care. Blah, blah, blah. And I wouldn't be, yeah. My daughter's 20.
0: She still wants nothing to do with me. It's amazing.
1: (laughs) I mean, like it was fun and it was nice, but it was like just so, I don't know. I have a lot of trouble learning things, especially if I'm not instantly amazing at them, which you're not going to be instantly amazing at playing guitar. And so I would like just kind of let it go.
0: It really is a use or lose instrument too.
1: Yeah. And honestly, so then I just never let him teach me. And then I was about to graduate, and I was getting really serious about writing stuff. High school or college? High school. Okay. And he was um, helping me. Like We would sit down like once a week, and he would like help me put chords to songs I had written. And I was just like, we hardly find time for this. You're a super busy guy. I need to like take my own destiny into my own hands. Yeah. And I was like, I have to it's learn awesome. guitar. Yeah. So I did. I learned um, Only Exception by Paramore. And I was like, this is my moment. Like, I can't put this down. I have to learn it. And it just stuck at that point. Then I had some lessons, but they were brief, only for a few months. Music Land,
0: like, Guitar Center, private. Um,
1: oh, it's a place that's near Mission Barbecue in Perry Hall. I don't know the I, name I know of exactly it.
0: what you're talking about. That little shopping mm-hmm. center behind it or –
1: yeah, it's like in the shopping center. Yes. It's right by Michigan There's a music barbecue. store on that strip. Yes, that music store. Okay. Um, yeah, I had a guy named Jordan Gillis teach me the guitar. He's still in the scene um, doing cool stuff. So
0: but... your father, uh, how old is he? And I might actually know him.
1: Um. Okay, so he is... Like,
0: what band is he in?
1: He's not in a band.
0: Okay. He's a very... But he was...
1: No. Well, oh. he was as like a high schooler. Okay. But they never really like did anything. Okay. um, You might know him though. He has been in Perry Hall for like his whole What's life. What's his name? Uh, Mike Claus.
0: He's not ringing a bell. Okay. Okay.
1: Yeah, I don't know. He has a you sister. You know, Tony thought your
0: last name was Klaus. That's why I asked you.
1: Yeah, a it, lot of He told do. me it's not
0: Claus, like Santa Claus. And he's Santa like, Claus. no, not, not like Santa Claus. I'm like, all right. So then I decided I'm just still going to ask you.
1: Yeah, I, that's for the best. A lot of people can't say my name. I want to put the like phonetic stuff in my yeah, yeah. like bios because I'm like, this is just rough. Every time somebody meets me, they think I'm Kaylee. It's Kaylee my whole well, life. But <laughs> that was the other
0: thing. After I asked the question, I was like, maybe it's not Callie. Yeah, it, no. And it's great because it's like a hybrid of the two things I really, really like. Los Angeles, California. I've written me more too. songs about California than Anthony Kiedis. <laughs> me and, too. And Cats.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cats.
0: Yeah. Big fan of Cats. Obviously, mm-hmm. you, saw, you met Roxy Star on the way in. Yeah. But we met through Tony Carelli. What are you working on? Currently, he's obviously a legend, and you've got some music out there, but not a ton. So what are you working on as a follow-up to the last album, which was 2018?
1: So I'm making an EP right now, um, like a folksy country songwriter EP, and then I'm also doing a pop project. And then I'm also working on a duo with a friend of mine named Ralph. We're in a band called Cromwell and Sparrow.
0: I I, I found that. Yeah. <laughs> I actually reached out to Ralph okay. to see if I could get him to give me any questions to ask you to surprise you. Mm-hmm. But because we're not friends on Facebook, it goes right to like the, uh, yeah. the private folder. Mm-hmm. So he probably won't even get it, but let him yeah. know that I, I tried.
1: I'll let him know. Yeah, yeah. He's also super busy. So Is he? he? Yeah. He's and hard he's, to pin down. He's now.
0: a music teacher himself.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: he teaches, what does he teach, voice or?
1: Oh, great question. So he had uh, a choir class. That's as much as I know. Yeah. Um, he like, teach. I guess he teaches them kind of, yeah, like choir, vocals. So,
0: yeah. yeah. His bio was like music this, yeah. music that. So I was like, okay. Yeah. So where did you two meet and how did that do it for him?
1: So we met at an open mic night in Towson um, for the music space. Okay. And we ended up just like... He was like, we should write. And I was like, cool. And then we ended up like... Was the not- place
0: called the music space? I'm sorry.
1: Yeah. So the studio is the music space. It's owned by a guy named Justin. He's become a great friend of mine. Okay. Um, and then he did an open mic night across the street at the bun shop.
0: Okay. Because Full Tilt does them too. Okay. You might connect with Brian Sheely because he does like open mics and stuff there too.
1: Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so Justin was doing an open mic night over there. Um, It ended up being one of the coolest experiences I've ever had. It was a very, very calm, chill thing. Not like a huge turnout. But uh, I ended up meeting a ton of connections that night. Like if I hadn't gone to that, I feel like my life would have been different. Completely different. Yeah. Um, But Ralph and I met. He said, let's write. I was like, cool, we should. Um, He was in another duo. So
0: instant connection there. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, He was in another duo with a girl named Hannah. She's so sweet. She – They had a great band. But anyway, we were all going to write. And then she ended up doing a bunch of like, she's in Japan right now, um, which is so cool. But uh, so he was like, let's write. We ended up meeting again at The Voice. We were both auditioning for The Voice. And he was like, You auditioned for The Voice. Yeah, I've auditioned for The Voice a lot. How did it go? Um, I've gotten past the first round several times, but never anything further than that. That is
0: still bragging rights.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's been cool. Um, I don't think I'll do it again. It's very stressful for what it is, and it's kind of goofy, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so we saw each other at The Voice. He was like, let's write. I was like, let's write. And we actually then ended up getting together and writing. So.
0: You guys need to connect with Megan Lay and Eli Levy. They're an acoustic duo. Very similar style of music. You you guys would pair very well at a show in the scene.
1: Okay, that sounds great. So their great. band
0: is uh, Wild Whispers. Okay, I think it's Wild Whispers. They were on the show recently, but yeah, definitely check them out. Okay. All right, so let's get into the fun questions section of the mod. We always do this usually a little earlier on to kind of loosen things up, but you're already loosened up. I know that you're into plants. You're like really into plants. I
1: do like plants.
0: So what is your favorite plant and or flower? I will tell you mine is the Venus flytrap because any plant that can eat living things is, it's got my uh, attention.
1: Yeah. Um, I love sunflowers. So they're like my favorite thing to grow. My dad and I grow them every year in our backyard. Cool. Um, but I'm growing a lot of cool stuff
0: this year. So, so. how many sunflowers are we talking? Are we talking that you could go in the backyard and do a photo shoot?
1: You could. I mean, it's not <laughs> that many, though. Okay. You know, it's um, not like a sea of them. No, we have right now. We have two like buckets of them. So it's like 20. will develop over the next month.
0: Ralph is also into plants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so was that a connection, like a connecting point?
1: Not really. We don't no. talk about plants a lot, but because he does he's really like into them, it's he's, on his profile. Yeah. Mm-hmm. it's because he's plant dad. That's his other project. Plant dad. So, That's it. That's yeah. what I saw. Yeah. hmm Yeah. So he's super into plants. He's more house plant. I feel. Um, and I'm more like I like to grow my plants outside. Um, which obviously you can't do all year round. But I'm I'm a gardening girl. I I feel like.
0: All right. So this is going to completely take us off track. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about plant sadness. Okay. Because when we go on vacation, we have a plant up in our kitchen. Mm. It literally, in that one week period, it starts wilting. Oh, no. we, it's not because it's not getting watered. It gets plenty of water. We have people to come and watch the cat, watch okay. the plant. It's sad. Yeah. It is a sad plant. Yeah.
1: I mean, I think they just found out that plants have like, they, they're constantly finding out the plants have more like sentience than we think that they do. But I think they just found out that they have like feelings or something. I heard Which that. Which makes Somebody me feel me
0: terrible for the ones that have like a thousand names, like, you know, Brad and Lisa carved into the side of it. Yeah, I know. Yeah.
1: I know. You you just feel bad for them now. You're like, oh no, the plants. Yeah. But they're doing well most of the time, I feel like. For,
0: for the most part, for they're the most doing part. well. Speaking yeah. of vacations, you have anything going on this summer?
1: No. I think I might be going to the beach in October. We were supposed to go. Ocean City is doing a music festival this yes, year. Yes, they are.
0: Alanis is playing. That's mm-hmm. like I, I want to see Alanis.
1: Mm-hmm. I thought that could be really cool. Yeah. But But uh, we were going to go to that, and then tickets were outrageously expensive. So we were like, "Oh no, maybe we." Won't. Yeah, they were like four hundred
0: fifty for the weekend.
1: Yeah, and it just it went up per thirty minute increment. Like,
0: yeah, and <sighs> it, that's not even accounting for food and lodging. You know, the lodging is going to be two fifty to three hundred a night, oh easy. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so we were like, never mind, we'll just go down there at the same time. We'll and just like- YouTube it. <laughs> yeah, and we'll like listen to it from afar. You could. Yeah. But then we were like, oh, wait, we have a wet I'm going to a wedding, Um, like one of the days that that's happening. And I was like, oh, never mind. So we're going in October, I think, just to like Ocean City.
0: You have a favorite place down there or mm-hmm. a place down there?
1: I love Rehoboth like, as a whole. I like hanging out in Rehoboth. Okay. Um, Ocean City-wise, I like – there's a taco place. I don't even remember the name of it right now, but there's a really good taco joint in Ocean City. Okay. I feel like that's my favorite place there.
0: So when we go down there, we often will stay in Rehoboth because it's yeah. like $50 cheaper yep. and then just drive the extra 10, 15 minutes into Ocean that's City. That's
3: what I do too. Yeah. yeah.
0: There's a Hampton Inn like right, right there at the intersection of like Rehoboth. Or if you cross over, you're getting into Bethany and that's that's our perfect spot.
1: Yeah. Bethany's nice too.
0: Yeah. So speaking of the Venus flytrap, have you seen Little Shop of Horrors? I have not. You haven't seen it?
1: No. Uh,
0: Have you seen anything on Broadway? I feel like you would be attracted to Broadway for some reason.
1: Broadway, I think the only thing I saw was Legally Blonde.
0: In New York City. Mm-hmm. It was pretty awesome. Oh, it was amazing. Yeah. It's a, it's a great experience, even if you didn't like it.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, but, like, Legally Blonde is one of my favorite things, like, movie-wise, play-wise. I mean, and the soundtrack to that, I still sing it. Like, I love it. I want to be in that play before I die. Who
0: was in the movie? Reese? Yeah, Reese. Yeah. I love mm-hmm. Reese. Mm-hmm. I actually follow Reese. Oh, good. Yeah, for mainly for health tips, because I'm like, <laughs> how does she still look like that?
1: I know. And her daughter looks exactly the same as her.
0: See, one of the things you have to look forward to as you get older, you're going to start developing things like jowls Mm. and she doesn't have jowls no so i don't know if she's cool sculpting them or what she's doing but i am not your average rocker i'm very much a diva Mm -hmm. you know so i'm i'm essentially mariah carey in in a punk rock body
2: oh i love that but
0: anyway i've started to notice that i'm starting to develop jowls Mm. not cool can you see them from over there i
1: can't see them at all okay um at all but uh, i'm at
0: the point now where i take selfies and i'm like (laughs) they're in every angle
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah, I feel like we can get we can be like our own worst enemy. I feel like I have like little like lines under my eyes that come out in my selfies. Honestly, it's the phone. It's not you. It's not real. It's the, the phone's phone. have gotten good. It, it no, it's just the phone creating it. It's gotten so good that I think that they're making us feel like we're ugly so that we have to buy a new phone. Oh. That's my thought.
0: It also kind of like fish eyes your face a little bit. Yes,
1: isn't that weird? So
0: I don't know what I really look like. You no. have to like look at like old polaroids to really yeah. get a grasp of it.
1: You have to take a polaroid and then you'll know.
0: Yeah. So you were a little bit difficult to research. We talked about this pre-podcast. Mm-hmm. You there is no LinkedIn for you. You no, I don't have a LinkedIn. If you go to your about section on Facebook, there's literally nothing, <laughs> nothing. there. Yeah. So I'm like, "Okay, well, she's into squishmallows." That yeah. that helps. Mm-hmm. But why is all that information kind of being kept close to the vest?
1: Well, I think the Facebook situation was just that I – so for a long time, I didn't want anyone creepy, like, knowing anything about me. Right. I was like, I just don't want people to know. Like, I just don't need them to know, like, how old I am or – Yeah. And so I just never filled that out. And then I think as time went on and I got, like, a Twitter and an Instagram, there was a time period of a few years where I was, like, a little bit, like, more, like, on the internet and a little more, like – open about my life, but still like very closed off. Yeah. And then I just kind of was like, I don't like this. And I don't really want people to know a lot about me. Well, it adds to life. the
0: mystique a little bit. Like back in the 80s and 90s, we didn't have the accessibility to artists that we have now. Yeah,
1: not at all. And
0: that made it more intriguing.
1: Yeah. Like, who like, is this person? I feel like it did. But I mean, like, honestly, I'm, I can be an open book in person. I'm totally fine with that. It's just like the internet is strange to me.
0: It is very, very strange. strange. Especially when you didn't grow up with it.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. And all and of a sudden, mean,
0: it's this thing that's in your life.
1: Yeah, I can't imagine that. Like, for me, I halfway grew up with it. So I'm like, okay, it's kind of normalized. But I can't imagine with, for other people. like, And they just accept it, too. Like, yeah. I just – my mom is, like, so into it now. Like, not deeply. But, like, she'll, you know, be on Facebook and be like, I saw this. I saw that. And I'm like, all right. But she just goes with it. It's a know? weird
0: phenomenon because you'll be sitting in bed watching TV – While both people are playing on their phone the whole time. I
1: know. Isn't that crazy?
0: It's weird. Mm -hmm. I'm usually playing chess. Lisa's watching TikToks. (laughs) And and in the background, there's like something we're supposed to be watching together, but it's not happening.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, It's weird. I mean, honestly, I feel blessed because I don't really like to use my phone or like to use social media that much. And I somehow met. A partner that also doesn't so he's not into it really either so that's cool yeah we'll have our moments and he does his job on his phone for the most part like he's he resells vintage stuff so he'll be like on his phone oh cool but yeah
0: like antique stuff yeah like he
1: thrift shops and then you know resells yeah so it's cool but like we'll have designated time but then we'll put it away we're also not big into like tv either okay but if we're watching a show we'll like watch the show which is also cool
0: yeah like if we're watching a movie and I see her, like she she grabs for her phone and it's not because like a notification came in yeah I'll give her like the the, the look <laughs> like what are you doing yeah we're, we're we're experiencing this together
1: yeah that's always good you yeah. can just give them the little reminder
0: yeah. So I recently saw on Facebook a post that you had about sleeping in tents at festivals. Oh yeah! And because we're still in the fun questions section, I thought that this was really funny, because I actually thought, just based off the the whole plant thing and the earthy aspect of you and your music, that you would be the person in the tent, <laughs> not the person at the Hampton Inn who then comes to the site.
1: Oh no! Um, so <laughs> I, I. No, not a
0: chance. <laughs> no,
1: not a chance for a music festival. I think that I've gotten into the idea of camping recently. And like by just the way, in I general. agree with you
0: 100. Yeah i already told you i'm a diva i am not sleeping in a tent no way there's going to be uh not necessarily squish but there's gonna be lots of pillows yeah and fluff
1: yeah um i mean i'm not i'm not opposed to camping in general but here's the thing i need about 10 hours of sleep a night um and there's no way Ten? you're getting 10
0: okay 10 there's no it's way funny, you're... <laughs> i'm saying 10 and i'm like i need nine
1: yeah, yeah. nine yeah. nine or 10 is my like good sleep but i mean there's no way you're sleeping in a tent at a festival. There's no way. No sleep. Now, not even it, an hour.
0: And tents are pretty uncomfortable unless you really you yeah. know, get something on the ground floor. Yeah. Or...
1: And I can't do that either. Yeah. No. And like I honestly – I'm bougie when I go to these things. I want to look really good. So it's like okay. I need to be in the hotel like putting the glitter on my face for I hours. I look good. I
0: look real good. Yeah. I got to be curling <laughs> my –
1: hair. where am I going to curl my hair in a tent? You're not. It, you're not. And yeah. then guess what? I can't go to the festival like that. I okay.
0: just can't. <laughs> so you're a bit of a diva yourself. We're, yeah, We're unpacking bit. this now. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. good.
1: I think I, like, have the two things coexisting in me. Like, I think I could, like, live in the dirt, but then also, like, I'm going to want to look good, like, two days later. Like, I think I could be, like, living off the earth for, like, a few days, but then I'd be like, huh, kind of want to, like, do a full face of makeup now.
0: Yeah. You know? So I kind of grew up during the time where there there was rock stars, and I think that, for me, that's where some of the pretension and ego comes from. Like, I'm I'm this – when I'm on stage. Yeah. And when I'm in public and yeah. when I'm home. And Lisa, go grab me my favorite jacket. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So that hasn't really left me. And I think that we're missing that in culture because mm-hmm. hero myth is an important thing. It, it it motivates us. We see these people that seem larger than life. Yeah. And if nobody seems larger than life, then everything seems very disposable.
1: Yeah. I feel like they're trying now to make it more like these people that kind of we could look at as larger than life are very relatable, like down to earth. And I feel like that's cool at the same time. But it's also like, I don't know, like I feel like that larger than life thing is really cool and an aspect that like we're kind of losing touch with
0: we do need supermodels we do need rock stars we do need like the you know famous actors people to look up to yeah they all they all all of your heroes will disappoint you if they live long enough
3: yeah we still need
0: them Mm -hmm. and we wouldn't even know they're disappointing us but for social media at this point
1: oh yeah no not at all because
0: now you have to watch their performance on youtube and be like well that was terrible man (laughs) yeah
1: yeah all poor people everything's broadcasted
0: (laughs) Uh, it's a totally different world now. You can't go out there and have a B night because half the audience has got their phones up. Yeah. 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 And you can't ask him to take it down because then you just look like you're admitting, yeah, that was terrible. No,
1: but you can apparently ask people not to bring phones in. That's becoming a more like big. So what do they do?
0: Put them like in a lockbox?
1: I I don't even know. I mean, when I saw Bob Dylan, they said no phones. And the guy in front of me was still filming. And the security guard approached him like four times, but he ended smash up still your filming. Phone yeah,
0: in the name of Bob Dylan. Oh my God! Yeah, <laughs> no.
1: I mean, I was scared. Bob Dylan scares me a little bit. Love him to death, but he scares me a little bit. Well,
0: he's old and he's very old and crotchety. Oh yeah. yeah.
1: They were like no phones, and I was like, yeah, Bob Dylan will jump over this guardrail he and might. kill me. Yeah, I was like, I can't. No phone. You
0: know, he actually recently came out. I think it was a couple of years ago, and he said that he has no idea what his song lyrics are about. He's like known <laughs> for his song that. lyrics. Yeah. And it's like, you could have just kept that under your hat.
1: Oh, yeah. You should have, probably. Let
0: the hero myth exists.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because he has
0: great lyrics. Oh, yeah. You have great lyrics. Thank you. Favorite Netflix series?
1: Oh, um, I just watched a great... I wouldn't say this is my favorite. Oh, well, Gilmore Girls, obviously. But okay. that wasn't necessarily a Netflix series.
0: I, I kind of was forced into the Gilmore Girls. Yeah. I do like it, but only because my daughter and wife were into it. So it oh was always God. on. Love it. Yeah.
1: Love it. My favorite show ever. Okay. Um But...
0: So you're into the Hallmark channel too, aren't you? No. Don't
1: like the Hallmark channel. No. I'm trying to
0: figure the the line out here because Gilmore Girls is close to Hallmark. Not
1: really. I feel like it has. I feel like Hallmark is so scripted and
0: short and weird. But not even during the holidays. You don't put. No. Okay.
1: No. But I mean, my boyfriend's dad is always watching it. So sometimes I'll sit down and be like, he's a he's a He's a character. Okay. He's a character. He loves it. Um, So we'll like watch it with him, but we'll also make fun of him simultaneously and be like, what is this? I
0: will find myself every once in a while. I'll turn it on. Sometimes it's okay. And it's just like, I'm just curious. A like, certain
1: movie is a, like, certain movies are okay.
0: What was the station that used to have like those crazy shows? Because I feel like Hallmark took them on at a point too. Like- um,
1: ID? Are you talking yes! about ID?
0: Like Sinister Ministers and-
1: I have not heard of any of them. I can't do scary. I don't do okay. anything scary at all. Um, I did watch the first season of Stranger Things and I prayed that the second season would not be like violent or gory oh. or scary. And guess what? It was. So I can't watch Stranger Things anymore, which is so sad to me. because It's I a loved great it.
0: show. I loved it. Just bustle through it.
1: There is no way I can do it. Okay. I'd probably just drop dead. I'd probably be so <laughs> upset. I So I Gilmore died. Girls, what Gilmore else? Gilmore Girls. Um. I I just watched a great show on Netflix. Now, what about
0: your boyfriend? What if he wants to watch Stranger Things? Will you just play on your he phone? Does, he does or? it alone. So, okay. like,
1: we tried to watch the second season together, and there came an episode, and I said, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. And he said, really? You swear? And I was like, yeah, I can't do it. And he was like, Fair okay. Enough. He was like, I'll watch it alone. I'll let you know if it's okay. Like, you might be able to come back to it. And he was like, yeah, no, I don't think so. I got a
0: good show for you. Yeah. Okay. Money Heist. It's not going to come up okay. in a popular search, probably. Okay. It is amazing.
2: Okay, is so, that Netflix? Yes. Okay, money
0: heist. Yeah, it, it doesn't. It doesn't sound like it would be amazing. What I've noticed about a lot of like foreign programming on mm-hmm. Netflix is that that's not the real name of the show. Oh. But in order to avoid copyrights and trademarks and stuff like that, they always give it like a generic title. Okay. So it's it's like, I don't know. What it's it's really called like the La Papelle de France is the the name of the real show.
1: I like that.
0: Yeah. But yeah. Uh, unfortunately, uh, we Americans it's money, heist. money heist. Okay. Yeah. Keep it real simple here got it yeah so recently looking for book recommendations obviously i have three novels out you could check out
1: yeah i heard about that tony was telling me and i said i should read that
0: i would start this way start with the third you can read them frontward to backward or backward to frontward start with the third one because that's the best okay the first one is kind of like my first album i can't really go back and fix it but it was my first walk into that world
1: i bet it's good like i bet it's fine
0: I don't know. I'm very self conscious about it. Okay. I would like to go back in time. Like so the first two books I I wrote, edited, I did all of it. Wow. So I didn't have that second set of eyes. When I got to the third book, I was like, somebody else edit this.
1: And that you felt like that helped? I did. Okay.
0: But also by the third book, I'd I learned like my voice, I'd learned my pacing. Right. I, I had it down. Okay. So I, I actually started Ainsley. Do you know Ainsley? No. Uh, she's a pianist in the, in the area. She's a phenomenal- I I know her name, though. Phenomenal musician. And Tony would talk about her all yeah, the time. Yeah, that's probably it. But she started with book three, and she was like, this is amazing.
1: Okay, like, so I'll good. do that. I'll start with book three. That okay. sounds good.
0: All right, let's see here. We've talked about sleeping at festivals. We've talked about Netflix. We kind of got into your background. Any other instruments?
1: Oh, um, I play ukulele and the mandolin, but the okay. mandolin is like- so I all just strings. started. Yeah. You never had
0: like, you know, the recorder, the oboe.
1: I mean, I played the recorder in elementary school. Don't play it now. But um trying to play harmonica.
0: Okay, that's that'd be great for your music. Yeah,
1: yeah, I really want to.
0: Growing up, Mm -hmm. was it the A-track, the cassette, the CD, or was it always streaming platforms?
1: CD. I was big into CDs. My mom is still into CDs and my car doesn't even have a CD player now. So weird because she got me very into CDs and now i'm like i can't be into cd's they're like not even being sold it's bizarre
0: there's been a recent renaissance of vinyl as a matter of fact red records one of our sponsors and supporters for years has had me building my record collection what do you think about everything moving from physical to strictly streaming is it taking away from the experience i think so yeah
1: i'm upset about it because i love vinyl so much and i i also like love cd's as i said so i think like having that physical copy was always a gift like i would be like people would release stuff over the last like few years and i'd be like no i want like the album booklet right and i'd go and i'd get the album booklet and that was so exciting it was
0: immersive it you was could get into the lyrics you could actually see what the real lyrics were not the ones you made up exactly
1: yeah. and it was awesome and like people like taylor swift they'd have hidden messages in there they'd have yes. like notes to the fans i miss that i want that you know yeah
0: have you released your music on cd or strictly I have digital
1: one cd i have one cd Um, we printed them at my house. We did it like grassroots. Okay. Um, it was very cool. Back to the earthy. Yeah. But, um, I don't know what I'm going to do this time. I was just talking with my boyfriend about this and he was like, you should like, you should print them physically. And I'm like, I, I don't think we're like at that place anymore. Like, I don't think people would even be interested.
0: So now what I, I'd like to do is. Give them something physical to take home, like maybe put the album onto a cassette that I know they're not going to listen to because most That's people cool. don't have cassette players, yeah. but it's like a piece of me that you can actually physically take with you. I like that but idea. But then you could stream it, but maybe just have like the download card inside the the cassette.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I like that idea. And like the download codes are cool. You could always do cool things with that, like put it on a guitar pick or like something cool. And then you're, you're right, like something to take with them. I yeah. like that.
0: And then the flooding nature of Spotify with all this content, it makes releasing music very um, emotionally almost hurtful. Mm -hmm. because everything's so here today go on tomorrow Mm -hmm. and you're just like one other person releasing a song that you spent months writing you saved up your pennies and you went to tony and you record it and then you put it out and then 24 hours to 48 hours later everybody's on to the next thing it feels like
1: yeah i mean for sure and like also if you're releasing by accident the same day that like somebody decides they're randomly dropping an album like drake's like hey wrote my mixtape dropping it overnight and you're like Drake, really? Do we really have to do that on the same day that little old Callie is dropping her album?
0: Yeah. Shedding Skins coming out, for God's sake. Exactly.
1: Sakes. Like, leave me alone, Drake. Right. Yeah, it's it's tough.
0: How do you market your music?
1: So I'm still learning that. Um, I think that for the first few things, I kind of just took it in my hands to be like, hey, Instagram, I released stuff. Right. And I think that's like not nearly enough. Um. I don't even know what my release plan is going to be, but I think, like, I'm definitely going to try to get playlisted, and um, I think that's the number one thing now, to be honest, is, like, getting playlisted.
0: Getting playlisted, to me, is way more important and valuable than buying streams. Oh, yeah. A lot of people buy streams to kind of create the group think idea, but it's not real, and we all kind of know that.
1: Yeah, I don't get that.
0: Yeah, so there are sites like SoundCamps where basically – you pitch your song to curators and then the curators will come back. They will review your music and say yes or no. And at least it's going to a place where it's getting out there.
1: Right. Yeah. Something like that, I think, is what I'll be doing this time. And I, I'd like to play some shows and stuff, too, with the release. So something like that will probably
0: happen. Yeah, I was going to ask you, like, are you playing a lot of shows, like, acoustically? Are you going to, like, open mics?
1: So I have been putting on my own shows. Um, I decided like a year or two ago, like during the COVID time, um, that I really wanted to do stuff kind of like So Far Sounds, but like make it localized and make it like really cool and singer-songwriter-ish. So I've been like hosting my own like singer-songwriter showcases, which has been really cool. Um, We've done some in my backyard. We've done some at like- I'm coming. I'm going to bring my acoustic
0: and do set.
1: Good. Cool. Um, yeah, so, like, we've been doing that, um, and I just played at a place called – well, at a festival called Ladybug Festival a month ago. That that sounds perfect. That? Yeah, it was really cool. <laughs> and Where um, was Ladybug Festival? It was in –
0: Aside from my backyard. Wilmington. Okay.
1: Yeah, Wilmington, Delaware. They also do one in Milford, which I've played before, too. Okay. Really cool stuff.
0: So are you branching out? Yeah,
1: kind of. I mean, honestly, like, I think for me, I find – the concept of certain shows to be a little weird and alarming. Like yeah. I think it's not really a place that's like good or cohesive for like singer songwriters. Like I think it's weird that you need to have a full backing band. I think it's where that you need to sell a set amount of tickets. I think, you know, when, when you're just starting out, it's really hard to do that kind of stuff. And I understand why that's in place. Like I get it, but it's also like,
0: it's frustrating.
1: It's frustrating. And the older it's... you
0: get, the more difficult it becomes.
1: Oh Yeah. Yeah, your,
0: your friends and family are either a done supporting you; they, they don't want to go out. They just—they're yeah. older. They got kids, mm-hmm. and it's almost like we will come and put on a quality show for you, but you're going to have to have some younger bands that are hungry <laughs> and out there selling tickets.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that stuff is is it. difficult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That stuff works out when you when you want it to, but it's like I just I got tired of it, and I was like, I'm going to make my own like platform that makes sense.
0: Now, I know you got to do it with Ralph, but have you considered just basically taking a two-week stretch of time and, and putting yourself on like a little mini tour?
1: I would love to do that. I've always wanted to do that. You could do that. I think I I think I think probably will do
0: that. Probably a lot of research, you know, finding like various venues, coffee shops would be perfect. Yeah. Um, but I think it'd be really rewarding. Now, are you working a day job?
1: S- no, sort of. So um- you, you would have
0: a little bit of flexibility to do that
1: yeah i work at a surf shop uh two days a week so oh, it's fantastic. like it's very like simple um i love it there What's so surf much. shop? quiet storm okay yeah is that a quiet storm hat
0: it, no it's oh. Neil, but i thought it was okay
1: yeah i love it there it's amazing i work with great yeah, quiet people. Storm's great yeah it's really really great but um i took a year off of like working i was working full-time um as a like manager At a retail store before that. It was a horrible experience. Horrible experience. Um, And so I said to my parents, hey, give me a year. I want to record all of this stuff. And I want to, like, do things with my life. And at the end of that year, we'll, like, reassess. And if I haven't made any, like, haven't had any success with music, like, you can make me go back to work full time. Um, But then I kind of got, like, way too bored with too much time. And I said, you know what? I'm going to kind of go back to work. So I'm, like, working while also still in those parameters of like trying to really do my music for this
0: year. Yeah. I think this is what you should be doing. Yeah. How about college? Did you go to college? I didn't go. Okay.
1: Yeah. Knew I wanted to do music. Everybody like really didn't like that. They were all really upset. They wanted me to go to school. They wanted me to go to music school. Okay. But I was like, that doesn't make any sense to me. What is music school? What am I learning at music school? How to teach
0: other people how to do music, I guess. But
1: I mean like – I'm not knocking it because I can't knock it because I didn't try it. But like, no, it's... you know, I don't know what I would have learned there that I didn't get just immediately, like jumping on hands on and trying to like get into the scene. You know?
0: Yeah. Speaking of careers, when I was younger, like getting signed was the thing. Mm -hmm. You know, a label would find you like the diamond in the rough and you would get signed. It was like from that point, you were just going to become famous. Yeah. That's not the way for one labels work anymore. I don't think it worked like that then. We just didn't know any (laughs) different. Is there any label interest? And have you even started to pursue labels?
1: So... There, So I grew up with that same thought. Like right. I had to get signed you by a label. You all that cuss
0: before like the veil was lifted. Yeah. yeah.
1: And so I was like label, label, label. I was obsessed with like obviously like big record labels. I was like I have to be signed to them. And then eventually I was learning these little tidbits of things from like more independent artists that I loved and followed. And I was like wait a second. Labels labels sound kind of kind of bad. I was like, what's going on?
0: Well, labels now are almost either like a bank loan. Yeah. They're interested in you. They're going to give you the money, hoping that they recoup it. But if they don't, you're going to pay them back. Exactly. Or you pay them up front for their connections. Right. Totally different.
1: Right. So I was hearing a bunch of stuff, and I was like, you know what? Like, this is scary. Maybe I should go for an independent label. So then I, when I released Efflorescence, I did send it to some independent labels.
0: A word that I just learned this morning.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I sent it to independent labels, but I, um, I didn't hear back from any of them. Yeah. And then I kind of decided I really don't need a label. Like, I really can just do this on my own now that we have the internet, now that we have, like, the ability to learn things and be hands-on ourselves as artists. I was like, I don't really need a label. I'm, I You mean, could still I wouldn't, prop it.
0: I mean, what, you have, like, Calico Publishing yeah. Of Records.
1: Yeah, Calico is my, like, I guess my record label if You're we're right. going to get real. But, yeah, I was like, I, I don't think I need to have one. And, I mean, I'm not saying I wouldn't talk to someone if they contacted me and be open to it. But I'm just saying, like – I think right now I'm really interested in kind of, quote, unquote, like being my own label and yeah moving forward that way. That's
0: what most of us did in the 90s and early 2000s. Yeah. Like it was bipolar records. Yeah. Bipolar records was Brad Cox. Yeah. That's all it was. Yeah. But it gave the sense that I was on a label.
1: Exactly. You know. Which is good. That's yeah. what we have to do. We just kind of smoke in mirrors. You know? Smoke
0: and mirrors. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> How about your favorite concert?
1: Oh, no. That's a hard one. Um.
0: It doesn't have to be one that involved tents.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, Firefly is my favorite thing in the entire world. Firefly Music Festival.
0: Right right there with you.
1: Yeah. um, That's my happy place. That's the best thing that ever happens ever. But um, (laughs) (laughs) I – so my favorite band is the 1975. And um, I think my favorite concerts I've ever been to – well, I saw them from second row at Firefly. That was the best night of my life. Nothing will ever top that. Um, And I think the other – I've seen them – Two other times, and one of the other times they played like a very, very popular song that they like hardly ever play. And I saw them with my best friend, and we both loved them. And it was just you should play amazing. Firefly. Oh, I would you love would, to. You
0: would be fantastic.
1: I would love to. They should call me. Call me Firefly. Love you. So
0: this group that I just had on last week, they literally reached out to a festival promoter. Oh. They said, "Check out our music," and they liked their music and put them on the show. Yeah. They're playing with Papa Roach and all these oh big, God. bigger bands, and it's like. Uh, And and all they did was ask.
1: Yeah. Sometimes that's, I mean, most of the time it's that simple.
0: Are you in the publishing game yet? We talked about Calico Records. Are you in the publishing game with ASCAP and all that? No. Okay. So here's a pro tip. I can't explain all of it to you on the show. Got it. Set up an ASCAP account. Okay. Okay. Once you set that up, go to Reverb Nation. There's an opportunities tab. Under that is going to be a licensing portal. That licensing portal will kind of give you like a list of different publishers that are out there. You can start submitting your music. When okay. you start submitting your music, it'll start getting added to the background music in different like uh, radio stations, radio ads, movies, television series. It's a way that you can make money without having a lady. <laughs> okay,
1: that's great. Yes. So that's I, nice. I can you. help you
0: with that on the side if you have any questions. Yeah, thank you. So how about influences? We haven't really talked about your influences yet.
1: Um, I mean, Bob Dylan. I love Fleetwood Mac. We did talk um, about Bob Dylan, but yeah. yes. <laughs> and honestly, number one, number one, Taylor Swift. Okay. Is my favorite person Tay Tay? Yeah.
0: See, I have yeah. Jewel, oh, Tori Amos, okay. Ani DeFranco. You would love Ani if you haven't listened to Ani. No, I haven't. She's fantastic. Okay. Do you have any guilty pleasure music?
1: No, I don't think so. I I So I used to be obsessed with Justin Bieber for a okay, long time. So that's
0: probably a guilty pleasure. Yeah, maybe. Most people wouldn't admit that on a show.
1: No, <laughs> but, I, but I didn't really like his music. I think I more liked the idea of him. Yeah. I mean, he, his music used to be good. I feel like he went R&B and like – that's good for him and everything, but it's not my vibe. Yeah. Um. So I don't really like his music now, but I feel like I will, like I will still jam out to like his first like few albums, yeah. and I guess that would be like a guilty pleasure. But I don't consider it that. I have fun.
0: So. No Hannah Montana, Selena Gomez. Oh, I
1: love Hannah Montana. Yeah. I do, I never liked Selena Gomez's music. No offense to her. But but it just you didn't wasn't like the thing. noise. Didn't like it. No, didn't <laughs> Fair like enough. it. But love Hannah Montana. Too scripted.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, actually, I mean, Miley's very talented. She's oh my a great gosh, singer. Yeah.
1: I love her for all
0: her antics. She's a fantastic singer.
1: Oh, fantastic! Yeah, so. I, I love her music, and I love her little sister Noah's music. So
0: they're both good. So, what's your songwriting process like?
1: Um, usually, I just pick up the guitar and play chords. Sometimes I'll get like a, a word or a phrase, or you know, something I want to write about. Sometimes I just pick up the guitar and I'm playing chords, and then I start singing over it.
0: So it's coming out in tandem. Yeah, usually. Because we we address that you just started writing poetry. So you're not like writing lyrics and then trying to marry it with a chord progression. You're
1: sometimes in but it's yeah, it's it's yeah. rarer for me. It's rarer. I,
0: for I feel me. like most singer songwriters are like that. That's the way I write. I write everything on an acoustic, whether it's like a like a master puppets metal tune, yeah, or whatever. It all starts on the acoustic. It starts That's with cool. the foundational chords. Yeah. And it's usually like uh, it's like a phrase. One mm-hmm. thing that I picked up on your music, I don't know if this is intentional or not. The first line. And every single song is—it's like the best line in the song.
1: Oh, really? Thank you.
2: Yes, I—I no, made
0: note of that. By the third song, I was like she's either doing this intentionally, <laughs> or it's just like it becomes the impetus for the rest of the lyrics.
1: I guess it was an accident. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Not intentional.
0: Not intentional. Yeah. How about though when you're writing with Ralph?
1: Oh, that—I mean, so I never thought I'd be able to write with anybody else, just because writing is such a personal, like, an intimate thing for me. But it was like we yeah. sat down and. We just started writing and I don't even know. It was like a bl- It's like a blur. It was yeah. like that cool. Like every – we have three songs and we're making like an EP and every song that we wrote, it was just like magic was happening. I don't know what we were – but it was the same thing. We were playing. He was like, I think this sounds cool. We would start playing chords and right. then we would just like come up with stuff.
0: The it's- only issue I have with writing with other people is I'm a control freak mm. and I don't like to let go of control.
1: Well, yeah. I'm kind of similar. But sometimes I think it's best if we just kind of trick ourselves and we're like, I'll still be able to be in control. And then we just like sit there and we're like, okay, this isn't But you're bad. in control
0: of your own music and I think that helps. Yeah. And that, yeah. that actually is what helped me because when I was in the band uh, setting, all my projects started off as Brad projects that like attracted musicians and became bands. Cool. But then over time, they became bands and it couldn't just be Brad projects. Yeah. So I would start new projects mm. and then I would feel like I have my outlet. So then when I would come together with the other guys, it was like, okay, yeah. I can be Loosey goosey.
1: Yeah, and that's I think that's it. I think yeah. it's knowing that you have that other project to go back to.
0: Have you thought about putting a full on Cali Claws band together?
1: Yeah, I would love to. Yeah. I would really love to. I really want to find a bunch of female musicians to be in my band. Like that's my goal. Okay, that would so be go great. see the
0: Dolly Rots. Yeah, okay. That'll inspire you a little okay. bit. Kelly Ogden. Okay. That's her name. She is so great. Okay. Are cool. you into any punk music at all?
1: I am. I love the Ramones. Okay, love great. Ramones. Obviously, you
0: can see I'm a Pistols fan. Yeah. Did you see Danny Boyle's pistol? If no. you haven't seen it, it's on Hulu. It's a new series. Okay. It documents the group. Now, even if you're not a fan That's of the group, cool. you would really like the series. It gets My dad in...
1: loves them, so yes, I feel like we should watch it.
0: They they have some killer storylines. So back then, treason was punishable by death. They had songs like Anarchy in the UK, God Save the Queen. They had rented a flotilla to like float by the Queen to sing God Save the Queen, and they were put on trial for treason. And so Crazy. it's just a really cool story, and yeah. it kind of colors in all the the blanks. So you do like some punk music, you would love Kelly.
1: Okay, cool. Kelly yeah.
0: Ogden. Okay, so let's talk about your music. We're going to hear Shedding Skin at the very end of the show, so we'll talk about that later. But let's talk about the most recent release that I could find, which was My Love, My Love. Okay. It's got a very 70s-looking single cover. Was that intentional, or is just kind of the filter you used? And Just
1: the filter I used. Okay. Yeah.
0: The first line brings it all back to earth about turning the lights out and learning to enjoy each other's flowers.
1: It's... Yeah. Is that the line or is it flaws? And then it's flowers.
0: Is it flaws?
1: Flaws. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, <laughs> it doesn't really matter because I felt like injecting flowers into the lyrics there was more about the complexities of each person. Yeah. And and when the lights are out, you don't have that visual cue. So you really rely mm-hmm. on feel, not sight. Mm-hmm. So I liked that even if I heard it wrong.
1: Yeah. Honestly, Tony was telling me the other day, I say, I say cricket and crooked in one of my songs. And he was like, <laughs> it's crooked both times. And I was like, oh man. So we had to like literally make me work to say cricket. Yeah, you
0: know, he picks up <laughs> on that stuff. <laughs> I know. Like May instead of me. Or I know.
1: Whatever. And I'm glad for it because honestly, I do that stuff a lot. But-
0: I had a lyric that was ground shifting. He's like, it's ground chicken. <laughs> Every single time it's ground chicken. It's like, it's oh not, it's God. ground shifting. He's like, well, it's coming out ground chicken, Brad.
1: Yeah. And then he helps you fix it. You know, it's kind of cool. But, um, <laughs> Yeah, I I wrote that, and it's exactly what you're talking about, which is just about, like, being more, yeah, like, not using those, like, sites of we're looking at each other and we're, like, trying to figure this out by, like, look or by, like, surface level. Like, it's about going deeper.
0: And it's a request also to love me and all of my flaws. Uh, I think the line is something about the things you hate about me. Yeah. Are we, as a culture, a little too quick to – Pretend that other people don't have flaws. I think so. I'm referring to obviously kind of the, it was really popular a couple of years ago where somebody would say something stupid and they're like, okay, you're excommunicated from society.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's huge still. I think people really love to just be like, oh, you believe this? Okay. Well, I hate you and you're you're done. We're never talking again. We're never whatever.
0: You have no idea their basis for their feelings. Yeah. Or the fact that maybe they just said something stupid when they were drunk Mm -hmm. and they don't like, okay, you say something stupid on Twitter, wake up the next morning, and say, hey, I was drunk, I didn't mean this, and we forgive them and move on. Yeah. Not to say that there shouldn't be repercussions for oh, doing or yeah, saying stupid no. things.
2: Yeah. But if yeah. it was
0: a mistake, we are human. Yeah. We need to have a little bit more unconditional love. Which the song is talking about.
1: Yeah, yeah. and I think, Full circle. Yeah. I think people do really, really, really crazy stuff. And I think at that point, like, yeah, you can kind of take a look at them and be like, hey, like, maybe you shouldn't really be feeling this way. Like, this sounds a little, you know, you might be hurting a lot of people. You might be believing something that's a little out there and hurtful. But I think at the end of the day, like, you still don't say like, hey, go live in a cave and never come back. That's like, right. I think you just have open conversation and dialogue with them and say like, hey, I think you should actually look at it this way because you might learn how to love people better.
0: Or keep it off social media until you've had a chance to think about it.
1: That too. Keep everything off social media until you've had a chance to
0: think. For like four years, I was one of those people beating the political drum. And I realized I was alienating people that I actually cared about. I wasn't having real conversations because people aren't going to back down in public. No. so it's just hurting people for the. Oh yeah. And that's not really who I am. So I was like, you know what? These things infuriate me, but I'm just going to keep it off social media.
1: That's smart. Yeah. yeah. I don't. I don't get political on the internet. Yeah. And like honestly, I think a lot of people think now if you don't do that, you're a bad person.
0: Right. There's a certain level of like complicity.
1: Yeah, and I think that that's not true. I think that like
0: I haven't stated what I believe. Yeah. It's not complicit.
1: Yeah. I think that like we need to care for people in real life. Like right. what is it going to do right. if I say this on the internet? Now, if I had a huge following, maybe. But like I don't. So I think that I want to care for the people in my life and make sure that they know I care about them through things happening. But it's like
0: and There's other, other things that. you can do. Social media posts are one thing. Yeah. Activism is another. Writing songs about it is another. Exactly. There's lots of things you can do besides.
1: Besides making a Facebook status.
0: Yeah. Having a mouthful of graffiti on the web.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: We tied that in there. So let's talk about your song, Homesick. It does discuss one of my favorite places, San Francisco, Land of the Dungeness Crab. I'm taking it that you went to San Francisco, but you were homesick for here. Yeah. Um,
1: I went to San Francisco. I was homesick for here, um, which is weird because I don't really like it here. Um, (laughs) But I was like just feeling really homesick. And honestly, it's more of... I was also just feeling homesick for, like, myself. Like, I just had a weird thing this whole time where, like, I would feel homesick for somewhere and I didn't know, like, where that was or what that meant. And so I kind of wanted to write about that in concept. But I was literally homesick, too, while yeah. I was in San Francisco. Well,
0: San Francisco is a little bit, I would say, asphyxiating because it's it's literally eight miles. Mm-hmm. It's just very – it makes you feel very um, trapped.
1: Oh yeah. You know. I don't like cities. Um, I think that I've learned this recently. I and I still will say I love Los Angeles because I do. Yeah. Um, there's just something about Los Angeles.
0: I ran away there. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you ran away there.
0: Yeah, just to give you my quick story, when I was I grew up in a very religious home. Okay. So as soon as I could, I, I turned eighteen, I went to Los Angeles and cool. basically figured it out. Cool. Yeah, it was Hell of an experience, and well, that's why I write so many songs about it. But I love Good. Los Angeles, especially back then. It was 96 and like the sunset strip was where everybody went to make it.
1: That's so cool. And I, I worked so at cool. Tower
0: Records. Really? Tried to unionize the store with a bunch of guys because back then, like big music was like the enemy. It was the nineties. Yeah. Even though they were my my employer, still had to take them down.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah
0: that's so. so cool. Yeah, it was a hell of an experience. I love that. Yeah, but I love Los Angeles.
1: Yeah, I love Los Angeles too. But that's the only city I like, I think.
0: Are there things about Maryland you love? Do you love the crabs? You
1: I mean, I re- I like crabs, but I don't I don't You know don't anything. love them that much. No, I don't even know what I like about You know, if crabs
0: walked on the land, you would never eat them.
1: Oh probably not. There's that would be scary. It's disgusting. Oh my god, yeah. No. Yeah, no. Mm-mm.
0: So I I think we're going off course here aren't we A little Here's another song that starts with a great line and by the way the the line about the refrigerator and the ocean is in homesick so mm-hmm. check it out retrograde mm-hmm. starts off with another great line and so this is when I realize, okay, she's doing this <laughs> deliberately, but you're not. I'm not. This one starts off with, "I only miss you when Mercury is in retrograde." Mm-hmm. It's a great opening line, mm-hmm. uh, which is certainly a cheeky way of saying I don't really miss you, but sometimes when the chemicals and stars align, I could be tempted to miss you. Yeah. Is that what it's about?
1: Yeah, basically, like I wrote that song about only really missing someone when you're like down. Like, it's basically like, oh, like every three weeks. This is a cooler
0: way of saying I always miss you when I'm drunk.
1: Yeah, something like that. Yeah, Yeah, it's like every every now and again. But really, it's not a real missing, you know?
0: Yeah. And I love the lyric about how you become your scars or you became your scars. Mm -hmm. Because we do, Mm -hmm. whether we show it or not, you know, we may be able to like.
1: Compartmentalize. We can
0: compartmentalize it, but it doesn't go away. Mm -mm. Yeah. Yeah. What's next for you, Callie?
1: I mean, release all of this stuff, all the projects I'm working
0: on. If you have enough singles, you could compile those singles into an EP now.
1: Yeah, I could definitely put them onto a project. I think like I have enough songs to do many more projects. I have a lot of songs I wrote. So, I mean, ultimately, I'm just going to get this stuff out there and then keep playing like shows, do the songwriter showcases and other shows. and hopefully-
0: And you're going to start publishing your music. Yeah. Through ASCAP.
1: Yes, I am. Yeah. And
0: you don't need to trademark your band name. Okay. Because you, you're you using your real name. Mm-hmm. You can't trademark cool. a real name. Yeah. I just finished a big trademark lawsuit.
1: Oh, Nightmare. God. Just okay. a nightmare. That sounds horrible.
0: That's a, a whole other story. Yeah. We're going to hear Shedding Skin. That is a skin that I have shed. So <laughs> tell me about Shedding Skin and what is this song about? I love the artwork on this one. Thank it's you. It's basically you in like a kind of a wedding. It's like it's supposed to be
1: a ghosty kind of thing. Yes. Yeah um
0: talks about finding yourself in a ghost town
1: yeah Um, another
0: cool opening lyric
1: yeah the song is about my sadness making me feel like a ghost and wanting to overcome that so what was was making you sad oh mental illness fair (laughs) enough (laughs) honestly i think that was just it and i think like i think we can get really tied to this idea that we want to be, we want our lives to be something different than right. they are. And I think like I had been so heavily in that mindset since I was 13. I, I literally wanted to do what you did. I wanted to run away mm-hmm. to Los Angeles and just like start a new life and be a musician.
0: And it could have ended so poorly. Though. Oh my
1: gosh. Yeah. And I think it would have, I'm glad I didn't now, you know, but it's like, I, I don't think that was my journey, but I think like I romanticized this idea of things being different than they are, and I think like I literally finally at 26 years old have come into thinking, hey, like maybe life can be a little more simple. Like maybe that's what what it's about. Like, maybe it's about being because
0: we do complicate the living. We shit do, out of it.
1: we do. I just want to be healthy and happy. That's yeah. all I want. You and lose like-
0: focus of that as you get older because I feel like. That sense of purpose is always kind of tied to other things like your career. Did I do enough? Yeah. And as as you get older, you start – the window starts feeling like it's closing. Yeah. So you start kind of scrambling like, oh, I want to be an author. I mm-hmm. want to be a, a podcaster. Mm-hmm. You can't be everything.
3: No. And you, you end can't. up
0: complicating the – shit out of your life
1: oh yeah so you just got to be happy with like what you have and the little things and
0: squishmallows
1: squishmallows yeah Yeah, they make you happy for a little while until you get overwhelmed
0: so shedding skin is a great song callie thank you so much for being on the mouthful graffiti podcast i hope you had a good time
1: yeah thank you
2: pretty little ghost town. Told myself i lay down roots. Cause I've been living the same nightmare. Never wake up, never get any